Hello and welcome to On Purpose. I'm Janice Alpert, where we interview interesting people who have found their purpose and hopefully maybe motivate you to do something different to make sure you're doing your life purpose. Today we have Jamie Matthews, I think it is, yes. with an S. Yes. Um, welcome, Jamie. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really grateful to be here. Oh, well, I'm so grateful that you said, okay. So <laughs> I, I, I really, we're just meeting ourselves right now. So I did look you up a little bit, but why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and just kind of your background and yeah. Sure. So uh, my family and I live in Northern California uh -huh. and um, I am married with, uh, we have a blended family. So there's five kids total. Oh, so uh, my totally husband understand, I, totally yes. understand that because yes. I too am a blended family. So I get it. Yeah. Yes. I feel like the, I feel like majority of families are kind of that way now. I think so. So uh, my husband and I have twin girls together. They're almost eight and a four oh, wow. and a half year old son. And oh. then I have um, a 16 year old stepson and a 14 year old stepdaughter. So oh. wide range of lots of kids in the house. So that's, lots for, of time. <laughs> that's for sure. So busy, busy household. And did yeah. you grow up in the California area or where are you from? Yes, I, I grew up in Northern California. I went to school in Santa Barbara for a little while. So I did I did leave Northern California, but I just love the seasons. I love the so climate and mm -hmm. I don't love the traffic, but you know, whatever. There's traffic yes. everywhere. So I'm, I'm over that. Um, but yes, so I, I love Northern California. My family, my parents actually live a half mile down the road on the same oh. street as us. And nice. um, nice. well, nice if yes. you get along. I shouldn't say yes, I can't, we, do. We, we can't make the judgment nice because yes. we don't know. But if you get along, then it's very nice. Like I live five yes. minutes away from my family and it's very nice. <laughs> it, yes. And yes. I'm the same. I, I definitely would not have said that if it was not a positive thing. Right. So my parents live very close. My brother lives like 10 minutes away. And so we're just, and I'm very blessed to be able to live here and be near my, my, the closest people in my life. So, um, so we've lived here for, uh, like I said, my whole life. And uh, my husband and I own a fireplace store. That's what we do oh. together. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, we've had that. My husband loves, we have a fire every single night. We have like three fireplaces in our, well, we're from Chicago, so we right. can use it now. Winter is coming. So he just was chopping logs yesterday. Yeah. So we would be good customers there. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because when my husband's been in construction forever, like his 27 plus years, he's been doing fireplace uh -huh. remodeling and things like that. And when, and I've had a few businesses of my own before he and I got together. And uh -huh. when he proposed that we open this store together, I was like, what the heck am I going to do in a fireplace store? Uh -huh. I don't know the first thing about fireplaces. Uh -huh. I'm kind of weird about gas. I have like this really <laughs> healthy respect about gas lines and things like that. Yep. Um, and, but it's, what's funny is that in something that you think has nothing to do with what you might, I mean, my background is journalism. I have a yeah, the, uh, holistic health. Like yeah. what the heck am I doing in the construction industry? But what I'm doing in the construction industry is that fireplaces are a gathering place in the home. Like yes. their place for community. My kids will warm their toes in front of the fire. Mm -hmm. And it's a place that we turn on, we snuggle up, we watch movies, we eat popcorn. And so when I look at it that way, like I'm in the perfect yeah. business because I bring so much joy to people's homes because of what we do, which is, you know, create these beautiful fireplaces that people can use 
all the time. I have and such goosebumps because my my son who lives five minutes away just redid his backyard and part of his patio area. And part of what he did is he put in a fire pit and a, a uh, made his there was a fireplace there, but made it more expansive. And we just had a gathering there. I can't remember why, but oh, Halloween, I think it was. And so he, they invited yeah. us. It was really mostly their friends and neighbors, but it was it was a cooler night, but not horrible. And right. some people were sitting by one fire pit and then the other one was on. And so really it was just like you're saying, a warm, cozy place mm-hmm. to sit around and just chit chat. And right. there was, you know, snacks and just like everything you're saying. So, yeah, I love it's it just, that there's, there's something about creating yep. that warmth, you know, yes. that physical warmth. And it mm-hmm. also creates that community warmth. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm absolutely in the right business. Um, so, OK, that's good. what we do. Yeah. OK, that's what you do together. All right. So just going back to you, you said your background, uh, you know, before we get to what you're the other part of, you know, what you're purpose, yes. my, how you got to where you are right now. So your yes. background was in journalism. I mean, and you said a little bit of a holistic, how did you get into the holistic? Like, how did that come? How did that come to be? Yeah. The blending of those two. Right. So, um, I fell in love with writing when I was in college, I, I went to Chico state in Northern California and I uh-huh. wrote for the Orion, which is their paper. And mm-hmm. I just fell in love with um, not necessarily like the, if it leads, it bleeds type of stories, but mm-hmm. the more editorial pieces, like the, okay. the people pieces. And so I, 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 that's what was my, my major was. And I loved mm-hmm. it. And I thought I was going to move to New York and, and that oh. ended up not working out because I'm a California girl. Yeah. And uh, I decided that California was my place to be. So my other passion I've always done, um, sports. So I've always played volleyball Uh collegiately. And so I got into fitness, health and fitness. So Uh when I graduated, I went into, I worked for a a fitness corporation up in Northern California. And I worked there for several years. Um, and I really loved it. I mean, cause I, I love being active. I love physical fitness. I love understanding the body more. Um, Uh but what I found was that, um, in health clubs, a lot of times it's focused on one aspect of health, just yes. the physical aspect yep. of it. And I started seeing what I felt like um, was a lot of unhealthy behavior mm-hmm. in in these gyms. And oh yes, I, I of, hear you. As a specialist you know, like, in eating disorders, I yeah, oh yes. Exactly. I, I know exactly what you're, you know what exactly you're talking what about. Mm-hmm. And so it really started bothering me because I felt like, man, there's and this is before I really knew a ton about holistic health. And so I just thought this is, there's some, there's like a missing link here about Mm -hmm. this is just one aspect because on the outside, you can look like you're in amazing shape, but if you're eating terribly or you're not eating at all, or you're binge eating or you're eating horribly, but you're working out like a mad person because you're trying to not feel guilty. Compensate, right? Yes. You have to compensate. Yeah. There was like this, there's this missing link for me. And so I started to research and I knew I wanted to go back and get my master's. Um, and at this point I'm not really writing that much. I'm kind of taking hiatus from writing. And so I went back and I found this great program up here in Northern California. And it was a master's in holistic health with a specialization in holistic nutrition. And I was like, uh, this is born for, this was made for me. I know mm-hmm. this. So I went back and I, I was still working at the fitness the club while I was starting my master's. And then there was no way I could do all that. It was like, I was working like crazy and then going to night school till 10 and having projects and all this stuff. So I finally quit that job and just focused on my holistic health education, okay. and, but really wanted to marry the two about uh, my writing with now my passion, which is 
whole health, not mm-hmm. just physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward a couple of years, I uh, came across a magazine that was a franchise, a, a healthy living magazine. Okay. And so I launched it in the East Bay area, which is East of San Francisco. Okay. And so I launched this healthy living magazine and published it for uh, about two years before I ended up selling it. Um, so that's where I first started blending my okay. two like big passions, which was holistic health with my writing, which I loved. Mm-hmm. However, found out very quickly that being a publisher of a magazine is uh Stressful, not for the faint of heart. Yes, I was going to say stressful and not necessarily uh, lucrative. <laughs> it can be, but it's yeah, a lot of hard work because I've I've self published a couple books and yes. so I know that's not the same. But I know how much work it is, how much time consuming yes. it is, how much money, the yes. whole thing. Not that it's not that the idea sounds like fabulous. Right. Right. Sounds beautiful, wonderful, but sometimes. You know, so you, you understand, yes. it sounds like you got to a place where you felt and understood, like, I don't think this is really what I wanted, how I want to use my passion and my talents and whatever. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah the, the passion for writing and, and educating and giving people hope has always been there since I was. Okay. But I just want to say old. one thing to, for those that are listening that, you know, when you're on your path to uh, using your passion, sometimes there might be like a stumbling block. Like you think, ah, this is what I want to do. But then you find out it's not. That doesn't mean I don't want anyone to feel deterred. That just means that, OK, this path didn't work. So now I'm going to take another path. But you because it sounds like what you did, James, is you still stayed on course of what you were feeling inside. Like this is what I love. This is what I feel I can help the world. And I feel something inside where like, this is my purpose. All right. So go ahead. So you got rid of the magazine, which sounds like it was a really good idea. Good, good decision. Well, and the blessing of that was that I got rid of this magazine and then five, six months later, I was pregnant with twins. So if I had known, I mean, I didn't obviously didn't know that at the time. Oh, right. Exactly. I mean, could you imagine me having, you know, you know, no, no. So again, like, Going back to what you were just saying to your listeners, I think that is so important because just because job A doesn't work out or, or what you think is career B or yep. career C, or in my case, there was several things that I did exactly. and they were all stepping stones. Mm-hmm. Like when the purpose is still in your heart or even an idea doesn't even have to be clearly, clearly defined. But when you have that that tug at your heart, like this, I, I believe this is what I'm supposed to do. Even if you have 10 jobs or even careers that you think maybe we're going to be it and they don't end up being that, it doesn't mean that the purpose was wrong. It just means that you have things to learn on the way to getting to that purpose. And I learned so much from every single job or what I thought was a career path mm-hmm. so much that I then got to apply it to the next thing. And then first of all, everything, thing thing you're saying, if I could write it, I mean, my perfect, I love it. hundred percent agree. Okay. Oh. So then that's again, just reiterate, don't give up listeners. Right. So if something's in your heart and you feel like, yes, this is what I meant to do, then find a different way, but go ahead. So you, you yeah. kind of saw that and yes. Yes. And so I just, I just continued to pursue it. So if I, so if I back up a little bit, sure. I wrote a book about, uh, 11 years ago now, I wrote a book and the book is called, it's called sunroofs and shoeboxes. And I wrote it as a way, it was a daily journey because I was at this place. And and again, this is, this is totally for your listeners as well. I was at a place, I was 30 years old. 
Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be in a very different place than I was at 30. I thought I was going to be married with kids and the white picket fence and, mm-hmm. you, know, a, a, you know, dog on my lap. And I was not any of those things. I was very single. I couldn't get a date on a Friday night if I wanted one. And, and let me just say, listeners, she is absolutely adorable. I'm just saying, go ahead. Cause you are, you're beautiful, but go ahead. Sidebar. <laughs> thank you. Beautiful um, inside and out, but go ahead. Oh, thank you, Janet. Um, but yeah, it just, that just wasn't, my life just wasn't going that way. I was, uh-huh. I was living with my roommate who I loved, but it's not where I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. And so I tried to change all these exterior things and nothing was working. And so uh-huh. I thought, you know what? I need to do something that changes the inside because obviously uh-huh. my circumstances right now are not changing. I can't uh-huh. do anything about that. So what can I do? I can change my mindset. And okay. that's where the book came about. So every single day, I committed to writing something that I saw that was beautiful, joy filled, mm-hmm. where I could found, find gratitude in, in some of the most ordinary things. So like things like being stuck in traffic, I'm like, okay, I'm stuck in traffic. Normally I'd be like, oh, this is so annoying. I'm going to be late. Yep. But then I, my mindset shifted to, okay, well, what's, what's good about this? Where can I see the mm-hmm. joy? Where can I find some gratitude in this? And so every day I wrote about something different Love about it. things that are kind of unex you wouldn't expect to find anything good in mm-hmm. them like traffic or yes. being late or losing your car keys or one day I lost my dog like who finds the gratitude in that but that was my I, I forced myself to see something good that happened mm-hmm. in things that sometimes are not good mm-hmm. and that became almost second nature to me okay. because it's anything like the more you fix the more you focus on something the more you fixate on something mm-hmm. and that can be really good or it can be not so good oh i have a lot of people right? that are i call them you know they're ruminators and they can't yes. get off the spot and and what good is it worrying you know we need to be in the here and now and like you said if we can be in a place of joy and gratitude well we're going to feel a lot better than being either angry or worried about what might be three years from now which we have no control over or three minutes from now so if we can be in the here and now in a place of love and joy and gratitude like yay so you kind of worked on that and to change your mindset and you wrote this book I wrote this book and it was six months so every single day for six months like no matter if I was tired. If I felt completely uninspired, Mm -hmm. I told myself, you love to write. So you're going to write every single day, Mm -hmm. but you're not just going to write about what you did. You're going to write about something that you found to be grateful in. And so I did that. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then I shelved the book people. I shelved it. Okay. Shelved it for 10 years. Wow. In that time, I met my husband, we got married, we had a bajillion kids and moved out to, uh, you know, we have have a little, a little farm out here. So we got animals and all these things and life just happened. Mm -hmm. And I blinked and 10 years had gone by. Wow. And that book of mine was sitting on my shelf and, but, but it never went out of my heart. Okay. I always knew this book is going to get published sometime. I know it. Mm-hmm. But again, like when your purpose is in your heart, sometimes it, you got to have some patience in there too, because there was yes. no way I was going to publish a book with twin newborns. Like it was just not going to happen. I hear you, you know, or yes. twin and then you, and, and then, then a newborn. It, exactly. Uh-uh. No, not happening. And so I, you know, I beat myself up though. I will say I beat myself oh. up over the years going, mm-hmm. gosh, Jamie, you have this book. And I think it really, I think it could really help people, but mm-hmm. Here it is. And you're not doing anything about it. Okay. Maybe next year, maybe next year, maybe Mm -hmm. next year. And it was 
January of this year that oh, really? I said oh, just this like, year. Oh, wow. This 10, 11 months 11 ago. months ago in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. Go ahead and publish a book. Um, I told myself if this is the year, this is the year. And um, so fast forward, I, I, this book just came out after going through some edits. It went, I self-published it first and just got it out there. And then um, I went, oh my gosh, I found mistakes and things. Cause mm-hmm. I, I hadn't done it the right way. Right. And again, lots of learning in that. And mm-hmm. so um, I hired a publicist to help edit it and get it cleaned up. And it literally just launched um, last Tuesday on oh, Amazon. Wow. So wow. it's available now. Yes. Oh, I'm going to get it. Yes. I think you'll like it. It's a really, um, it's just a really feel good, uplifting book. And really what it's meant to do is to train people that hope and gratitude and joy is like right within our own midst. Like it doesn't cost any money. Mm-mm. We can access it all the time if we choose to. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know and- if you know who Sarah Van Brednatch is. But she was very popular about 25, 30 years ago. Okay. Um, her book was called Simple Abundance. And oh, I've she, heard that book. Yeah. And she um, that was her thing is that you journal, you know, five things that you're grateful for every single day. Mm-hmm. And I still have that book. And, and it's a daily. I don't know how your book is formatted, which you can share. But hers was daily. So every I day oh, for 365 days, she would write a little blurb about something. And then it was up to you what you were going to do with that. But I, during the time that I was doing that, which was whenever the book came out again, it's, it's she probably has several updated versions by at this point. Right. But anyways, um, yeah. So it's about trying to be grateful and, and very much what you're saying. It doesn't have to be like today, you know, in Chicago right now, it's a gorgeous fall day. I mean, gorgeous. It's November, whatever it is, 8th. And this will come up and out in a couple of weeks, I know. But um, but the leaves are gorgeous and it's 65, which is unheard of at this time of year. And right. After I do this, I'm going for a walk out by the lake, you know, near why don't look too far from Lake Michigan. And there's mm-hmm. like a forested area. And I'm so grateful that I can do that. I'm healthy enough to do that. And so like that right. kind of stuff doesn't cost any money. Right. To go for a walk or look at beautiful leaves or collect some. So right. that's kind of the dr- gist of the book or. Yes, that's exactly it. I mean, literally my quote chapters are days you know, when I formatted it, it would have been day one and now it's a, a chapter title. Okay. It, that's exactly how it is. And it's, it's for a half, it would be basically for half of the year. Um, okay. I wrote for the six months, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's funny because as I was writing every day and really my mindset was so focused and fixated on mm-hmm. finding the good in what was happening in my life instead of what was, what was not going good, right. or what I thought should have been going differently doors an opportunity started opening up that I guarantee you would not have opened up or I, I wouldn't have seen them right. if I hadn't been looking for them. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think the beauty of really knowing how powerful our minds are is mm-hmm. because we really, we have this great, beautiful mind and we can either let it go in kind of negative directions right. or positive. And it's, right. and it's, and we have, it's up to us. And I agree. It was crazy how many things opened up and doors Such as, opened Can you up. give us an example or? Yeah, I have a great example, actually. Um, so my mom, and I write about this and I write actually about the whole weekend. So my mom had a, a free friends and family pass on Southwest. And so she said, hey, Jamie, do you want to 
do a mom and daughter weekend. Let's do it. I'm like, okay, of course. Like my mom and I are super close. So nice. And it is. I'm so blessed. And so we decided to go to Boulder, Colorado. Oh, because I love, love it there. Love Boulder. I mean, my love gosh, Boulder. It beautiful. It was April. So it was just like crisp, you know, just like you're just describing your day today. It was just, mm-hmm. it was just like that. So we go and, and, um, and again, I, I'm, you know, very much into holistic health. So I find this like eco hotel, which of course only Boulder probably has. And yeah, exactly. of course I want to stay there. It's like, you know, it's composting bins in the hotel room. And I'm like, <laughs> sign me up. And, um, so we go to this hotel and we have this amazing mom and daughter weekend that I'm writing about every single day. I bring my laptop, of course, cause I am diligent about writing every single day. Mm-hmm. Well, on that trip is where I found the franchise for the magazine. Oh, wow. So this magazine was nowhere even close. To, there was nothing in California. This magazine mm-hmm. hadn't come to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm In fact, Colorado might have been the most West. It's a Florida-based uh, franchise. That might have mm-hmm. been the most West state that it was. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the lobby and I looked down. And I'm like, wow, this looks like a really great magazine. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I read it cover to cover. Don't see it but I keep the magazine. I read it again on the flight home and I see franchising opportunities. Are you a publisher? Do you love to write? Do you, and I'm, do you love holistic health? And I'm like me, me, <laughs> me. And you know, fast forward four months and I had purchased the franchise wow. to start in this mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. I would never yeah. had seen that. Yeah. I wasn't looking for it. You know what? And that's so, you know, I've talked a little bit about this in, in previous podcasts about if you put yourself out there and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you keep your eyes open, the universe, you know, people think it's just coincidence. There's a thing called um, synchro destiny and it's like synchro, synchro, you know what I'm trying synchro. What's the right word? Synchro. Synchronicity. Thank you. It's just not coming out of my mouth. So it's, okay. but it's like that, but synchro, it's bigger. And, you know, so. Yeah. So the things start happening. If you're, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. it's amazing what information. And if, again, if the, your eyes are open and your heart is open and you're on mm-hmm. your path and on your journey of what your purpose is, the uh, things will happen. And you'll think, how the heck did that happen? Even I, and I've talked about this, even with the podcast, I got it in my head, you know, during the pandemic and I thought, I'm so technologically not savvy. I'm not doing it. Then <laughs> literally two months later, I'm having dinner with some friends in their garage because it was the pandemic to eight feet apart. Eight, yeah, and exactly. I start telling them my idea and then they know someone who knows Noah and I call Noah who lives in Wisconsin, not even in my neighborhood. And right. lo and behold, here we are almost a year later. Exactly. And so you just don't know. So and I feel, yeah. you know, like. I don't have to be doing this, but I love it. And it's part of my purpose to hopefully, I always say if, if one person listens to a podcast and they feel motivated to change course in their life in a way that they've wanted to, but they've either been scared because it's not like when you do your purpose, it's kind of what I was saying earlier, you're not going to get a bump or a challenge because you just will. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you don't do it. You, you, right. you kind of push on and then and then trust, which is hard, especially with so much that's going on in our world and in our country to believe that, no, there is good out there. And right. we we have a my feeling is I can't change the entire world. But if I can be loving and positive and throw out goodness in the world, then I've just helped, which mm-hmm. it sounds like kind of your philosophy. Absolutely. I mean, I think if, if my if my book gets into one person's hands and yep. they have 
an aha moment or they mm-hmm. see an outlook on their life that is different than it, what it has been. Like mm-hmm. my job is done. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if my, if my book sells a million copies or if it says t- sells 10 copies, it doesn't matter if it makes a difference in one person's life. I, I, I'm with you. Done. I just, I worked on a, um, which I don't know if I've mentioned, but I wrote a book, a uh, children's book, maybe kind of mm-hmm. dissimilar to your story, except it was 40 odd years ago. And it's, uh, was called the was and is called the red sticker. And it's oh. about how you deal with angry feelings in a positive way. And my goal mm-hmm. was always to do like a whole series. And then I put it away and it was too much trouble. I was writing my other books and then I have two granddaughters. And during the pandemic, I found it, it was typewritten and oh. I read it. I read it to them. And my older one who at that time was eight says, well, I don't understand why it's not published. You know, like you need to make this wow. a book. And I went, OK, so she helped me with some changing it and some ideas. I found someone. I mean, I did self-publish it, but it is now a book. It's also on Amazon. I don't know awesome. that if I sell 10 of them, you know, mostly I, I bought some and just gave them away because right. I feel like, you know what, if I can help some kid or parent deal. This one is about anger. If I can help them deal with anger in a productive way, which is what the book shows you how to do, then I've just what you're saying that I've helped one person. So there's a plug for my book, just FYI, the red stickers on Amazon as well. Um, children's book. Um, but so, yeah, so let me hear more Jamie though. Like, so uh, right now, do you see clients? Uh, I mean, like do in terms of your holistic stuff, I mean, what, what are you doing? I see you're very busy between your kids and your stuff get, you know, you got a busy life here, but what's, yeah. What else? uh, Like, you know, what's funny. So when I got my master's, Uh most of my colleagues and and people that I was going through the program with, they all wanted to have their own private practice. They wanted to see one-on-one that was never that was never my goal. It's, okay. it's so funny. I knew so clearly like, I am not meant to do a one-on-one. Okay. So what I'm doing, what I, what I'm doing is writing about it. So Wonderful. I write, um, I have on my website, it's also published on different, uh, like thrive global. And so I have articles that I am pushing out all the time mm-hmm. or posted on my website that are just, um, little nuggets of information or insight or, uh, ways of a different, maybe school of thought about you know, now it's much more focused about like how to raise your kids with kindness, how right. to, how to, you know, change the mindset of things like Christmas. Like how can you teach your kids at a young age to have this be a time of giving and not just all about receiving Right. how you can feed, you know, get your kids to eat vegetables. Um, so now hey, my holistic I can use is, a little, I can use a little help in that area, but go ahead. Hey, you know what? Me too. Like I've, it, it's, I'm writing it's for not myself easy. also. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. It's, not. it's potato not. chips or oh. vegetables. I it's, I don't know. Yes. I'm still eating the chips, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some vegetables it, though too. Yeah. And Hey, there's some healthier alternatives for chips. And sometimes I'll try and sneak those in. Sometimes it works and sure. sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where I really blended both of my passions, which still okay. is holistic health and nutrition okay. and being mindful, you know, being mindful of what my kids eat or mm-hmm. we do have, you know, we've got, like I said, we have farm animals. So I, cool. my kids, even at a young age are a part of nurturing the animals, feeding the animals, caring for the animals, because if we don't teach our kids now, in my opinion, yeah, uh, how to care and think about something other than themselves. Right, man, we're in for a scary generation that's going to be taken over this world I, someday. I I hear you. I hear you. 
Yeah. And, so and, that's what and my writing get, is. And, yeah. And your kids hopefully are going to help save the planet and do some other good things. And so each, I hope I, so. I, uh, well, we hope so. I, I said, I, I, hope won't, so. I hope so. I hope so too. So yeah. as far as if someone wants to read these articles, it's just on your website or do you, is it yeah, a membership? So you- so you can, um, you can follow me on Instagram, which is at Jamie Lee Matthews. And, um, I'll give that information to you because my first and last name is spelled funny. So okay. uh, go figure. Thank you, parents. Um, <laughs> and, um, my, my Facebook page is the sweet life. So, okay. uh, and my website is the sweet life.co. So my articles are po- post published there. They're posted on Facebook, Instagram, and then I'm also on, uh, thrive global quite a bit. And so you can, you can find me in all those different places. I'm, I usually have an article out at least once a week. Okay. Um, is that free or it's free? Yep. It's free. So yep. nice. So it is yeah. free and it's just about getting the information out there and getting, um, you know, just hope and, uh, knowledge about how, if, you know, if you're struggling as a parent, like I talk a lot about mom guilt because I feel like mom guilt is so huge. And it was such a huge part of my sure. life and still is. I, it's not like I've, you know, overcame it and it's gone for good, mm-hmm. but really, really delving into some of those tougher issues of being a parent and the thankless mm-hmm. part of being a parent and the, the times that you think, especially, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur. I left my mm-hmm. corporate job at 28. Eight, I think I was. And I mm-hmm. told myself, I will never wear a business suit ever again, unless yeah. I want to. And it's like super cute. And yeah. I'm, doing it for salaries. <laughs> I'm never going to wear a suit if I don't. And I guess what? I've never won one since I and I'm you. 42 years old. Yep. And um, so just in that, you know, it's just really, um, it's really knowing that everything that you're doing, there's a, there is a purpose to it. There yeah. is a purpose and there's a timeline to that. And, mm-hmm. and even my book and what you mentioned, I thought was like, I ring so true to me. Your book wasn't meant to be published 40 years ago. It wasn't right. No, and mine right. wasn't either. Exactly. I mean, it just, I thought for so long, I, I would beat myself up. Oh, you should have this book. You should know. And I'd go, Oh, you didn't do it again this year. But guess what? My book was meant to come out this year yes. after the crazy two years that we've had. I yeah. think people need a little bit of hope. I think I, people need a little bit of inspiration. Did they need it 11 years ago? Probably not as much. Not, so, I would say I, I would agree. I, I have another book on my shelf also that I wrote a long time ago that just sitting there. I'm not sure right. what I'm going to do with that, but it's you're very motivated for me to take another look at it. But we'll see. Um, but yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I think timing is everything. And mm-hmm. you do. Sometimes you have to wait and be patient. But the, the general what I hear that I just you know, your whole energy is just so positive and good is that your goal is you, you not only want to make yourself feel good by doing your passion, but there is your, we don't live alone here so that you are helping. The goal is, which is my goal as well, is that you do what you love in your heart and inevitably it's also going to help other people. It can't, right. the two don't, they just can't not go together. So and so, yeah, so that you're doing this and that you love it. And, you know, you talk about, you know, the parenting and, you know, I'm I'm a therapist. And so I still I'm working part time, but I still see people and, and the parenting. Sure. Uh, we live I live in the North Shore of Chicago, kind of a, you know, a little more affluent. But there's so much peer pressure, especially for teenagers. Oh. And so and how do parents say no? Like, no, you're not going at 14 years old to a sleepover 
um, on homecoming. I don't care if the right. other kids are going. You're, that's if, yeah. if that's if that's what the parent feels. And I know that many parents feel that that's not OK. And mm-hmm. and or what about the parent that's hosting it and supplying alcohol or whatever? Right. You yeah. know, really, is that is that really what you want to be teaching your children? So mm-hmm. and that's true. I mean, I know that was true when I was a parent I, at every generation. There's different whatever you want to call it, parameters that you have to be able to say no, that you're not their friend and you yes. do it with love and kindness and you have to tolerate mm-hmm. that they might be mad at you and mm-hmm. that's okay. So, yeah. hey, if you're sending out some of that and you again can do it with love and kindness, but you stand firm. I always right. used to say when parents were like, well, I don't know. And I go, let me ask you something. If your four-year-old said, I want to play in the middle of the street, would you say, let's discuss it, honey. Or would you just say no, because you know, that's not okay. I go. Mm -hmm. So I think when we feel connected to our own truth, which is no, that's not safe for my kid. I'm not going to allow that to happen. And that's true all the way until they're, you know, independent. Um, then we have to be willing to say no and mean it. So um, that's hard. Oh, it's so hard. I mean, we're going through that with our, with my stepson right now, he's 16. So he's Uh driving and he has this newfound freedom and you know, we're like, Hey, but, and he's a great kid and he's yeah, super sure. trustworthy. Yeah. And, and we're like, we're well, still 16 though. Yeah. So that's exactly there right. There are still rules. rules. There are still things that, and, and you know, but, but so-and-so's doing it and this, and I'm like, yeah. and we have to say, we don't really we care. Don't care. I'm, I mean, not to be a jerk, but we don't really care. We're not interested in being the cool parents. We're not interested in being exactly. your friend. We're not here to be your friend. We love you. And as, when you're older and, and you're living your own adult life, then right. we can have more of a friendship. But yes, and that's and not that what does, we're here to do. Right. And that, as you know, from your relationship with your mom, I can say that my right. adult children are about your age. So, yes, and we can be more friendly then. But yes. even then, there's still a certain mm-hmm. amount of, hey, I'm your mom. You know, yeah. I want a little, you know, of whatever it is. So, yes. But yeah, but you, but you know, you, it's like the um, field of dreams, you build it, they will come. So if you build the yeah. foundation of love and clarity, like, Hey, I'm here to protect you and guide you. And I'm okay. If you're mad at me, because I love you enough. I would say that's the key. I love you enough that I can tolerate if you're upset with me and right. you do that with love and kindness. And that sounds like a lot of what you're doing and, and writing about right now is because yes. that's hard. It and is it's hard. good to and have a support system. Exactly. Yeah. You have to have a community because isolation is no bueno for anybody. No, and it's, and you have to feel like, and that's why I started those like pouring out all these articles. Cause I thought I can't love be it. the only one who thinks this way. You're like, not. And I can't be the only one who is, who would love some support on this. So, Hey, right. here's what I have found. Cause I'm like a research queen. I love researching like anything and everything. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, if I've taken the time and energy and effort to do mm-hmm. this, like, why not share it? I mean, what Beautiful. good is it just in my little head? Like maybe right. great if other people could benefit from it too. Right. And that's the other thing that I hope listeners will hear too. And I've learned this from 40 years of being a clinician. When something pops in my head, if I'm in a session and I'm thinking, I don't think this is the right way for this person to go. I automatically know before I even say anything, they've already had that thought. They may not want to go there. Right. And hence why they're here. So, and it's my job to guide them there in my most nice Janice way, but um, <laughs> it, it, it's not, I feel whatever, you know, when you think about, well, I'm thinking this or I'm feeling this, I, I promise all who are listening, so is everybody else or, or yes. a large majority. So if yes. you feel you have a different slant or you can help someone just know you're not alone because we're yeah. all in this together. 
So just even what, as I said, what's going on in the world, in our country, we all have some fears and worries and concerns. Well, we're all feeling this way. Well, I'd rather be in a place of love, like you're saying, and gratitude and joy. So when those feelings come, I go, hello, you're Mm -hmm. getting in my way of my joy right now. I think you're going to need to, you know, I acknowledge you. And now it's time to focus in on the things that are important, which is love. Right. Really. Right. So I think too, it's, it's, um, when you're, when you kind of practice the joy and gratitude in the smaller, almost more, the easier things, Yes, you know, when you can, when you really can like work on that muscle, mm-hmm. then when the harder things like COVID or yes. all of this crazy stuff, you're almost more prepared mm-hmm. because you've been practicing on these little things that are like smaller hurdles. So that right. when the bigger hurdles do come that you're more prepared for them, you're like ready to, cause I've, oh, exactly. I've, I've been flexing this muscle. I can, I can do this. You know? I, I totally, I call it building emotional muscle. You know, like when yeah. people work out and they want to be physical fit in a, fit in a healthy way. Um, right. You know, um, I say, well, we have to build our emotional muscle. And, you know, even when you think about, you know, COVID and, uh, you know, I, I'm, watching the morning show right now, which, um, is takes, takes place right before COVID is fully, you know, happening. And, you know, I look back and think if someone would have told me back in March of 2020, that I was going to be inside basically for a Mm -hmm. year, a year and a half or whatever it's been, um, I would have gone, what? And meanwhile, there were a lot of benefits. I mean, it was not pleasant, don't get me wrong, but I have to say there were a lot of benefits In terms of getting to know myself better, how I want to use my time. Um, I've changed things up a little bit in terms of just being social and realizing that I don't want to be as social as I used to be. Um, And I'm good with that. And I really like my alone time more. And um, yeah, so things that I might not have been more open to because... I just wasn't. Um, I I think there was a transformation, not just for me, but for many out there. So I completely agree. Yeah, completely agree. Right. I love what you're doing. So any before we wrap up, um, love talking to you and meeting you and love what you're doing. Any closing thoughts that you have to offer or that you think might be helpful? I would just say that gratitude really can change your life. Mm -hmm. It really can. And I know that that's you know, people have said that. I know that people say, oh, mindset is everything. And I know that that can be tossed around a lot, but uh-huh. it really is true. And I've, I, I will say that in the last two years, I've had some of the greatest highs and some of the biggest lows of my life. Uh-huh. And I know for a fact that, uh, I mean, for me, we're a Christian family. So for me, God and yeah. gratitude, uh-huh. uh, has gotten me through things that I would never have imagined having the strength to go through. Mm -hmm. And so I would just encourage everyone to just take a small moment Mm -hmm. every day. And it doesn't have to be big. It can be super, super small. Like Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that I have electricity today, or I'm thankful that I have some people don't, some people don't. I'm grateful that I can turn on my faucet and the water is not poison. Polluted. I mean, that is a legitimate concern in a lot yeah. of the rest of this world. And, hey, and sure we is. here don't have that problem. Mm-mm. And, but it can really change the course of your life. And I, I am a 
living proof of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so love one it. thing, one thing every day. I love it. Life. Love it. Okay. Well, what a pleasure, Jamie. I'm going to get your book you. and, Thank um, you. Oh, I'm not, I, I'm, yes, not just, I'm not just, I'm going to get your book. All but, right. So, um, I usually end with a quote. So here was the quote, you know, and I always laugh that I pick the quote before I really know the person, you know, and I, whatever. So here's, here's what I came up with. I found today. So no man or woman is an island to exist just for yourself is meaningless. You can achieve the most satisfaction within when you feel related to some greater purpose in life, something greater than yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's by Dennis Waitley. Well, I don't know what that is. So it's really always about finding what you need to do and then giving back what you are always. doing. So wonderful. Always. Oh, a pleasure meeting you and all the best with your book and whatever else. I'm going to follow you now. So I'm going to keep tabs on you, little Miss Jamie. So because you. you're you're amazing. OK, you, so we're going to wrap up here. So this is Janice Alpert. Till next time, I hope you're living your life with purpose and on purpose. Take good care. Bye. Bye. 